Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the first reading, as well as in the Gospel, we hear about an important lesson that we don't necessarily want to do. We don't necessarily want to hear about it. But nonetheless, the first reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, as well as in the Gospel, Jesus makes it very apparent our duty and responsibility towards one another when it comes to fraternal correction. Now go to the first reading. Notice what it says. Thus says the Lord, You, son of man, I have appointed watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. If I tell the wicked, a wicked one, you shall surely die. And you do not speak out to persuade the wicked from his way. The wicked will die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. Now we say to ourselves, that's not fair. You know, someone is doing something wrong, and yet I'm held responsible for what they do? That's just not fair. That's the role or the job of a prophet. The role of a prophet is to talk to God and then to warn the people that if they are engaged in behavior that is self-destructive, they should turn away from it and turn towards the Lord. And yet we can't say that. We can't have that attitude. We have to recognize our baptismal roles. At the time of our baptism, our parents promised on our behalf that we would live by the three baptismal roles according to the ritual of baptism, which is the role of priest, prophet, and king. Priest means sanctification, to make holy. We try and live holy lives. As king, well, we, as kings, we lead people back to God by being good role models in how we live our life. And as prophet, we always speak the truth, especially to those people that don't necessarily want to hear it, but need to hear it. Now, some would argue the role of a prophet, that's the job of a priest, to speak the truth, to counsel people. But no, Ezekiel and Jesus are specifically pointed out in the scripture readings that we are on for each other. Once again, go back to the first reading. And God says, If you do not persuade the wicked from his ways, I will hold you responsible. I realize that this first reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, as well as the gospel, are probably the most troubling readings or scripture passages in all of the Bible. And yet, if we know something that displeases God, and we know that someone is engaging in that behavior, we have a duty and a responsibility to try and counsel that person to change their behavior. I think this goes to the very heart of judgment. At the end of our lives, we will be judged by God. We will see everything that we've done and hear everything that we've said. And when we see that there is a person we could have helped, God will say, well, why didn't you intervene to help this person? And so, 
We truly are the watchmen, in this case, the watchmen for each other. At the moment of our baptism, we were united with each other. We are all baptized Catholics, and in doing so, that is the one common bond that we all hold together. We are brothers and sisters in Christ through our baptism. Therefore, we are on for each other. We're responsible for each other. Now, some would object and say, what people are doing is none of my business. I have enough to worry about in living the moral life for myself, you know, let alone worry about others. You know, whatever people do, that's none of my business. Now, granted, again, the reading from the prophet Ezekiel for this weekend, as well as the gospel, make us feel uncomfortable. You know, it's something we don't necessarily want to do. Some others may object. You know, they may object with the who do you think you are factor. You know, we may critique somebody about their behavior to try and change them, but some may say to us, you know, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to judge me? Get your own moral life together before you can judge me. Now, these objections to Ezekiel and Jesus' teaching in the gospel, they're all excuses for us not helping other people. And still, they don't hold any water whatsoever. We have to be brutally honest with ourselves. We are all in this together. And because of our baptism, we are united with each other. That's what it means. If we truly believe we make up the body of Christ, then we have to help each other, especially during difficult times. I'll give you a good analogy. If you look at our bodies, there's no way the stomach can say to the liver, Liver, I'm sorry that you came down with cancer, but you're not going to affect me. I'm going to continue to properly function and operate. Well, that's wrong. Unless that cancer is treated, it'll spread throughout the entire body and affect all the organs, and eventually the body will die. Well, we have to be able to help other people and practice fraternal correction. If we take that who-do-you-think-you-know factor too seriously, we will never say anything to anybody. And yet Ezekiel and Jesus are reminding us we are on for each other. And so if we see somebody walking down the wrong path, engaging in behavior that is self-destructive, we have to speak up, not just for their benefit, but for our benefit also. I'll give you a good example of this. I had a priest friend several years ago, a true story. He was on retreat at a seminary. One day, he decided to work out, so he went to the gym. And as he entered the gym, he saw two teenage boys working out. He looked at them, and he saw their t-shirts. And their t-shirts had images and sayings that were deeply offensive and deeply degrading to women. Well, the priest walked in. He saw this, grimaced a bit, and then went about his way. He began to work out. He didn't do anything. Now, 15 minutes later, a young woman comes in, maybe in her mid-20s. She immediately looks at those two teenagers. She sees the t-shirts that they're wearing, and she immediately goes over to them and begins to upbraid them. She says to them, How dare you? How dare you wear such t-shirts that are brutally offensive to me and all women? Do you know how offensive and degrading those images and those words are to me and all women? And the teenagers looked down the entire time the woman was talking to them. They were so embarrassed. 
They couldn't even look at the woman. They just stared down at the ground. They got it. They understood the message of their t-shirts. The young woman continued on. She said to them, Do you really think about women this way? Do you really treat women this way? Would you treat your mother this way or your sisters? Now, my priest friend thought, Good for you, young lady. Good for you. You took the moral stand and you corrected their behavior. But then he thought to himself, You know, I am a priest and I didn't say a word. He thought, you know, I am a priest and I didn't have the courage to go over to those two teenagers and correct them myself. And yet this young woman did. She summoned the courage. She lived out her baptismal role as prophet. And see, that's exactly what the scriptures for this weekend are referring to. Fraternal correction. And that young woman did just that. There are times in which we need to provide correction to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ when it calls for it. How should we do it? We do it with love, as Paul says in the second reading. Paul says, the commandments are all summed up as love your neighbor as yourself. Now, when Paul says love, he's not referring to it as an emotion or a feeling. Instead, it's to will the good of another. And we can do that for all people, even strangers. And that's exactly what this young woman did. She willed the good for these two teenage boys, such that she didn't want them to grow up to be men that treated women this way. Instead, she fraternally corrected them. She willed the good for them so that they could grow up to be men that treated all people, men and women, with dignity and respect. You could say she awakened in those boys a sense to treat all people with respect. You could say she awakened the boys to correct their behavior. And I think that's exactly what the scriptures are teaching us for this weekend. When we practice fraternal correction, motivated by love, to will the good for all people, then it becomes effective. Then behavior changes and changes for the better. And that's what Jesus is alluding to in the gospel. Fraternal correction When he says, if your brother sins against you, confront him and in private. What's the temptation though? Not to do it, but even worse yet, to talk about it. Gossip. When you say, you know, did you see what he did last night? Did you hear what she said? I would never say or do anything like that. And instead we find ourselves morally superior to those people. But we can't do that. That's not love. Instead, We need to go to those people directly and privately, just like that young woman did. She immediately went to those two boys and only to those two boys because she wanted to correct their behavior, because she wanted them to grow up as men, men that respected all people and provided dignity to both men and women. And so she was concerned about those boys and she expressed it just that way. Well, we have to do the same thing. Provide fraternal correction. As baptized Catholics, we have to realize that we are on for each other. As Ezekiel says, we have been appointed the watchmen of Israel. And in our case, we are the watchmen for one another. Therefore, fraternal correction sometimes is important for all of us. Is it easy? No. It wasn't easy for that young woman. But if we're motivated by love, if we truly will the best for everyone, then yeah, we have to do it. 
If we see a person walking down the wrong path, engaged in behavior that is self-destructive, we should be naturally compelled to help them, to engage in fraternal correction, so as to change their lives for the better, so that each and every one of us walks the same path, the path that leads to Jesus Christ, the path that leads to holiness, now and for the rest of our lives. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.